You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Where we discuss geek culture from the belly of the beast once a week. I'm your host Dan. With me, as always, are my co-host Des and Will. How are you guys? Hey, Will. What's up, Des? Have you noticed that Dan has given up on the headphones? Yeah, I did. I, I, noticed, gave, I gave up. I noticed I had no headphones. Today. I gave. Yeah. I was listening to last week's podcast, and the first thing that was you taking off your headphones, and I'm like, no, they weren't. And they did. So no, Dan, they don't. so Dan Zero. Technology ninety seven exactly it it totally didn't totally didn't work we were just regaling each other with stories of being stuck in buildings this is what we do on a Friday night yeah maybe you spilled whiskey on the headphones maybe I did I spilled whiskey on everything how are you guys doing how was your week <laughs> um, we great. survived we survived the <laughs> flood we did we are inside again at my house because uh, it rained for basically four days straight here in San Diego mm-hmm. it was actually a really nice day today and there's snow on the mountains and it, it is cold it is cold Monday uh, Monday I was in Temecula um, and we drank wine and it was wonderful and it rained a little bit and then Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday I'm I, I'm on I'm on a high floor of a building downtown San Diego and we could see the rain going sideways like did you just... did you guys uh, go to the bottom floor during the tornado war no, I didn't even know there was a tornado. Yeah, no, the, the alarms went off on my building, and you could hear every phone for every person in my hallway all start beeping at the same time. Oh. I was like, "Is this?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "I've heard all the phones go off, and it's one of those damn Amber Alerts or whatever." This one, was, I was like, "What in the hell is going on?" I was like, "Flash flood warning." I'm like, "I'm in San Diego. Go fly a kite." Flash flood warning. But no, it was like it, it was probably some of the most rain that I've ever seen here. Yeah. Yeah, the saddest cool. thing you, I saw, though. Will, was, did you not know that the National Weather Service actually did issue a tornado warning? No, for San Diego County. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, there actually was a tornado yes. warning. Uh, yeah, but has there ever been a tornado? Yes, in was, San Diego, it was in La Jolla. It was or not, yes. not the it's tornado, a, but the a, warning was in La Jolla. It's a water water spouts sometimes make it onto um, oh, onto sake. land. So what I saw this week that I thought was interesting was a HuffPo article. Okay, about. Rain? The rain. The rain in, in Southern California. It's insane. And like, you know how it's it's so crazy. It's so such a really bad El Nino. It's so much this rain. This isn't even El Nino yet. And what they did is they posted all of these photos. And the photos were like the saddest thing. It was a lot like the last time we had a rainstorm and they posted those like pictures of a lawn chair tipped over. And it was like, <laughs> never forget, right? Like all these pictures were just pictures of rain and like some water on the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, everybody in the country is laughing at us yeah. because we freaked out because there was some rain on the ground. There was some rain. It was... There, I, hey, a, hey, hey. It was dangerous there for a minute. Lifeguard River Rescue. 
there's a moment where they were pulling two homeless men out of the San Diego River because you know that's where homeless people sleep. That's where they live. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they managed to get pulled under some branches and they became <coughs> disoriented. Oh God! So for the people who don't live here, the San Diego River is a bit of a misnomer. That typically is oh no no right now something it's, that does not have water in it. It's a river. My my favorite time of year is to listen to the people in Mission Valley complain when they realize the condo they bought is under the San Diego River flood line and they just get trapped in their apartment for like a week. Yeah. Well, I, Mission Valley isn't just like a, a fancy name. It's, it's literally the giant valley, valley that the rain goes through. Yeah, and I, you know, I texted uh, you know, a regular special guest and hostess with the small stuff. Brian P. Evans, uh, he lives on the river. Yeah, but he doesn't live on the, the flood he line. He doesn't. He doesn't. And so I, I, I texted him and I was like, hey, are you underwater? And he said, no, but the river has risen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah the worst I remember was a Christmas a few years back. I had to run to Fashion Valley, which is, I hate malls, especially at Christmas. And Fashion and Valley, and Fashion Fashion Valley is, is in that, yeah. it's just prime territory that if it's going to flood, it will flood the whole thing. Because the parking structure and a lot of the floor of Fashion Valley is, mm-hmm. as you said, actually under the flood zone. It's under the flood line, yeah. So you've, got, you've got a mall that's, it's like Venice, that's underwater. There's it's a crazy. Whole, there's a whole back entrance to Fashion Valley that during the rainy season, although in a desert, the rainy season is usually pretty short. It, true. Um, that the river just overtakes the whole road. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The, the road and thankfully, the parking garage. Thankfully, unlike other places, not that I'm like looking to single anyone out, people in San Diego look at it and go, that's a lot of water. I'll go around. <laughs> did you see the video of the Lamborghini? I did not. Yeah, so they posted a video today of somebody driving a ridiculously expensive Lamborghini in San Diego who came to a completely flooded out intersection. And while the trucks could navigate, well, yeah, because they're, they're they're high, and, and a lot of people in San Diego drive trucks, uh, the Lamborghini decided to just go ahead and go for it, and ended up underwater. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's small and low to the ground. Um, no, they're saying this is actually not the El Nino. This is uh, the El Nino will start earlier or not earlier, uh, late early February, later in the year. Yeah, that well, what this, this is, is is a normal storm that. Because of the El Nino, it's pulling They're in more lying. moisture, but it's not really the El Nino. It's it's El Nino, but it's not the prime effects of El Nino. Yeah. It's, it's, it, calling El Nino like a season that only lasts like two months is kind of a misnomer. The, the water's really warm, so it's going to cause storms the whole time. But when we get to the months where we actually do normally get water... It's going to be a lot of water. Yeah. Well, do you remember? I, I, you guys, you were still in high school, um, <laughs> because my uh, it was my freshman year. I can't remember. It was my freshman year, sophomore year of college. So it was like was it like ninety seven? I think it was my freshman year. My freshman year at San Diego State was so it was like ninety seven. You remember that El Nino that we had? That like it was just it mm-hmm. rained from like December through April. Mm-hmm. Like it every was, day, it was like living in Seattle. It was it was ridiculous. I will never forget that. And then there was one when I was in high school. My actual so it would have been your junior year, my sophomore year of high school, where it would just rain. Ninety five. Ninety exactly. It just my rained. Senior year. It just rained. It rained. That Maybe was, it was my junior year. That makes sense. That was back that actually before makes um, climate change and our present. Hey guys, you live in a desert. It's going to be drought pretty much eight years out of ten from now for the rest of your lives. Of our new weather patterns. And, and, you, and the real problem... And those other two years are going to be floods. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but floods. We can only hope so. It's the only way we'll survive the eight years of drought. And the, the real problem with it all is we continue musings of weather. That's it's, what we uh, do. We do musings of weather. This so, is God, <laughs> we're getting so old. Is, um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. At least we can still drink our water. 
Yeah, you know, there you go. That's the true. Real, Flint, real Flint issue, Michigan is not so lucky. The real issue is that uh, our, our actual natural disaster in California is not earthquakes. It is fires. Fires. The wildfires sweep through every year. And when you burn all of the vegetation and trees on a hill, you get a lot of mudslides. Mudslides become a major disaster. And that's likely going to be the big problem. Well, and then speaking of fires, because we're getting all this rain this year, the vegetation in the spring is going to pop up. And then we're going to have this great summer where everything's going to die. And then in October, fires. Um, at least, since I, I, I'm, hopefully, we're not going to have another probably, fire in San Diego won't County be this year. It'll yeah. probably be next year. Yeah, this year there'll still be a lot of groundwater. Yeah, next year fires, mm-hmm. and I will never forget. And you know, for those of you who you know in other parts of the country, like I will never forget. I was working at the Bahia, and I was doing night audit the, the last time we had the huge fires here. I was I was doing night audit. It was like the first year we were in this house. <laughs> One of the nights I did night audit, and I went in, and I'm driving west, so there's nothing west. You know, you're going to the water, so it's dark. Went into the hotel, did my shift, or a little bit of my shift, decided to go outside with a friend of ours, went and had a cigarette, and we're standing over the, like, on the, on the peninsula, looking out over the bay, but looking east toward the rest of San Diego, and the sky was just Orange. Orange. Yeah. Well, people, like, like it was sunset on the wrong side. It was weird. People who don't live in the Southwest don't really understand the type of wildfires we have. We kind of have two levels of wildfires. We have normal wildfires, which are a very serious threat to the people who happen to have homes in the path of the fire. And then we have wildfires that are such magnitude that it's like you're living within... 20 miles of a volcanic eruption, it's, it's like insane. a Mount St. Helens. It's like you insane. come out and everything's covered in ash. Yeah, and that, was actually, stinks. that was actually the creepiest memory yeah. that I have. One of the years I was working in college, um, so you can post-date that to wherever you were. Because I think the last big fire was 2007, I think. Oh, we had some big ones last year, the year before. But I remember one year I go to, the, I go to work in the morning, and everything was just raining ash. It was like living near a volcano. Everything had a... Thin layer of ash everywhere. It smelled like you were in a fireplace and you were actually sweeping the ash off of off your, your windshield yeah. before you drove away. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of terrifying. It was. It's more terrifying now that I live out in an area that is You're, absolutely it, yes. in the fire path. For, for those of you who have not heard about <laughs> Will's house, they have a big sign as you drive into his community. That lets you know what the countywide the, the fire, fire danger level is. is. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, even better yeah. than that. It's a sign I drive past every day. And it's a Smokey the Bear sign. <laughs> it's a big picture of Smokey the Bear. Um, and he points, and they have the different levels of fire, like color-coded, almost like the old 9-11 threat level, that tell you what's today's fire risk. And yeah, when you drive past that thing, and it's like extremely high, you're like, I'm always like, is there one level above that we'll actually point at and be like, shit's on fire, yo. Because <laughs> like, it really, it's, it's like scary to drive past that thing, but well, it just tells you that where you live, maybe you shouldn't live there. There's a, there's a great story, and again, before we get, the, I want to get into the topics, but there's this great story. Um, I used to work for a catering company that would feed the firemen mm-hmm. during the fire season. And oh, so this, they feed the fire. They, well, they feed the firemen, they you're fighting the fire. They just throw bread at it. So um, bread, there was bread. Um, a, a couple of the guys that I worked with, they were up near Julian. Julian mm-hmm. is this little town in the mountains near us. They were up in Julian feeding the, the, the firemen, and the wind changed, and they got stuck in Julian, and there was a, apparently, like, whoever was in charge up there was like, 
this is the last stand. We have to save the town. And they literally circled the wagons with fire engines, with water. And the fire was like, and they're telling me, they're like, it was on all sides of us. And we couldn't get out because literally every road was closed because they had to circle the town to save the town. Like, right, it yeah. was insane. And, and Julian's is this adorable little town up on the mountains. I think it's actually the oldest town in the county. Oh, it was wow. where people originally settled. There was a little mini gold rush there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost nobody lives there now. It's this great little, like, snowy town that you can go up to when it actually snows here for the people mm-hmm. who live in San Diego and never see snow and you can get apple, apple pie. Pies. It's adorable. It's adorable. It is. Right? It's great. But yeah, you go up there. Even when you go up there now, I was up a few months ago, along the drive is nothing but charred trees because they, you know, they've hit, been hit by so many yep. fires and there's nothing you can do to you know fix the scenery. And a lot of people <laughs> have, get on that. they left after the last, you know, mass of fires. Because their houses burned down and they were just like, fuck it. Yeah, and nobody ever nobody ever moves back. No, fuck it. So they were saying, you know, like, we don't have a grocery store anymore. We don't have a gas station anymore. We don't have enough people to justify having anything anymore. And the few people that live up there have to drive, quote unquote, into town. In, to into get town to is Ramona, which is about 40 minutes away. Yeah, down it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, All right. The, the, the one last story that came to mind, though, that I thought is actually interesting enough to keep delaying you. Um, do you remember during the, one of the last big fire scares, they went around, police were going to people and telling them to evacuate, and they wouldn't leave. Yes. And there was a story. I'm not leaving my home. <clears throat> yes. Right, right, right. There's a story that hit the news that the police were uh, tell, giving people Sharpie markers and telling them to write their social security number on their arms so they could identify their remains. And this went out as like as if this was an actual tactic. I eventually talked to a couple of the officers who were the ones who actually started this. And they were just trying to scare people. That's exactly what they're doing. They're like, this isn't a real tactic. This, it was just what, the one thing that say. we could Yeah, it was the thing that you could say that actually got across to people. No, really. Yeah. You really have to and they, it really worked. It really made it sink into people's head. Yeah. No, seriously, grab your photo album and go. Yeah. Yeah. But they were believe me, um one of our mentors for my my uh Scholars program was the person most badly burned in the Cedar Fire who survived. Oh, wow. Believe me, if he'd written anything on his arm, it wouldn't have been there. No, because, of course, that wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It's just yeah. a scare tactic, but it's a brilliant but it, it one. But it is a brilliant scare tactic. So, All right, I got 10 topics tonight, I and I put most of this together today, which means... The current? The, the, yes, the geek world is back. Is, is my favorite political story on there? No. Oh I, God. I don't know. Which is your what is your favorite political My story? My favorite political story is it's it's both the the best political story of the week and this the, could be the first topic. It is the Donald Trump campaign being incapable of doing math. Does oh, this surprise you? Why? Last night in Burlington, Vermont, they rented a theater that had fourteen hundred seats. They gave out twenty thousand tickets. Oops. Ooh, I feel like that's a problem. And then when the city went, um, guys. The Trump campaigns, pro- like they, they said, you know what? We're going to let people in the theater. What happens out on the street is your problem, <laughs> which sounds like the Donald Trump campaign. But it, then this story took a very sad turn because the early reporting, I don't know if it's been um, confirmed by enough sources, is that the way the Donald Trump campaign decided who got to go in was not to use a simple line, but instead require a loyalty test of the people who went in the theater. The first thing they did is they found all the brown people and told them to go away. No, they were uh, literally asking whether or not you were going to vote for Donald Trump. And if you said yes, you got to go in. 
See, why don't people think this man is like? I, I don't think he's really a fascist. I think he's literally at this point just saying shit. Um, Dan, like he can't be this. Dan, like we can't have a, this 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 fascist man be a presidential Dan, candidate. And I'm completely opposite of you. I don't believe pretty much any of Donald Trump's political positions. I believe that he will do radically different things than he's claiming to do right now. I buy the fascism part of it. He seems to be very convinced oh God. that he's important. Everything else isn't important. Him. He's the important part. Um, I just don't happen to like that political system. And I don't mean... I'm not one of those people who bandies about fascist meaning Nazi. No, fascism is different. I just, I just don't like fascism. I don't like the idea of, of you know, a strong centralized leader. Des is anti-fascism. Yeah. That's good. Very much. But the real problem here is the people who built the Burlington Community Center. Why? They're losers. <laughs> Actually, they're not was, good enough for Donald Trump. Well, you know, um, who is good enough for Donald what, what's Trump? What's the population of Burlington? I think it's like, yeah, I'm surprised when you said 20,000 people. When you said 20,000, I was like, are there well, that many a people? A lot there? of them, a lot of them were people from New York. Um, I mean, no, there's not like anyone was out there polling everybody, but they talked to people in the line, and a lot of them were from those areas of New York that are closer to Vermont than they are, say, New York City. <clears throat> so it makes sense that they would. Donald Trump. Maybe Did you hear the, the Paul LePage uh, no. story for the day? Speaking of people who come from New York to other states. You don't like me, so I don't like you. This is the crazy, crazy bastard who's the governor of Maine who says wildly inappropriate things all the time. And his one from the other day was uh, about all the people who come from oh, wait, places let's, like... Let's give Dan some perspective. Dan, LePage is um, the Rob... Ford of America. That's it. LePage in spotlight for saying drug dealers impregnate white girls. Yeah, he basically <laughs> said that, yeah, we don't have a drug problem here. We just have guys who, and he, he gave them a bunch of stereotypical black names, like, I, like, no, like no, gang no, member no, nickname wasn't, type names. Wasn't one of them spooky? Yeah, it was like Chico and some other like random names um, that would either be black or Hispanic, which he denies. Um, they come up here and they deal the drugs coming from these other places. And then on the way out, they impregnate a white girl. And that's another problem we get here. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you got reelected. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did these, these that, crazy people elect you, they reelected you. No, that's because Maine is stupid. And no, I don't, no, Maine's not stupid. No, it is. It <laughs> is. They, the, they, but here's no, what No, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not talking about the voters in Maine. I mean their voting system. In the state of California, we very rarely have a third-party candidate for governor. Right. Because it's so hard to get on the ballot for governor that you need a lot of money behind you to get it done. In Maine, apparently, you can just do it whenever you want. And this last election cycle with LePage, one of the Democrats who lost hated the Democrats so much that he ran as a third-party candidate. And basically, LePage won the governorship with like twenty eight percent of the vote. Yeah, I mean, like you know, here's the thing. So, like in California, we will we will vote crazy. We elected Arnold Schwarzenegger. However, um, yes, we did. Okay, for the record, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not crazy. I don't like him. I don't like his politics. He is a Republican. No, I, didn't, I didn't say he was crazy. Yeah, I said our voters. We were crazy. are crazy. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm like you're comparing him to LePage and any. I mean, he's, no, I'm not comparing him to LePage. He's, he's like the strongest voice in the Republican Party if he's still considered to be part of it. Who's yelling at everyone about climate change? 
No, no, and he's 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 a complete liberal compared to you know your your Republicans who are running for president. He's a Democratic, but, or he's but, a, he's a California Republican. Yeah, what I'm getting at is the difference is it, here, like like Des was saying, we don't do a third party thing in the Northeast, up in Maine and Vermont and Connecticut and some of these places. The highest voter registration amounts aren't Democrats or Republicans. It's independents. Yeah, and so you regularly have three people running. Um, with an independent who could be either. They could be a Bernie Sanders independent or they could be... A Donald Trump independent. Yeah, exactly. It could be any of these wild things. And the people up there are so kind of independently minded people to begin with. New Englanders. That you'll end up with this weird three-way split vote where you end up with somebody with like 37% who wins. And so the, the people there don't want them. They just won via a really weird Really split. weird. Yeah. The quote was... These are guys with the name De Money with a D, D Money, Smoothie, Shifty. These type of shifty, guys. That's what it was, Shifty. 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 Not Spooky. If it said Spooky, that probably would have been. These type of guys. No one would even talk about that being a dog whistle. They come from Connecticut and New York. Like, does anybody Wait. in Connecticut mean that? <laughs> where, anybody? Where is the guy named Shifty in Connecticut? No way. Okay. They come there's up here. Probably that, there's probably a guy in New York with that name. <laughs> I believe in New York, but Connecticut. They come up here. They sell their heroin. They go back home. Incidentally, hey, this is an afterthought. Incidentally. Incidentally, half the time they impregnate a young white girl before they leave. Is that, is that a statistical? Like, how does that even? Roughly 50% no, of the no, time. Which, which is a real no, sad thing. More to that says, quote. Which is a real sad thing because then we have another issue we have to deal with down the road. road. Okay, but however. <laughs> all, these, all these happy kids. Let's, let's talk about That's this. That's a real problem in Maine. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Let, let's talk about this for the, for the reason it's important to this show. Because LePage says crazy crap all the time, um, but I I know I no longer want him to exist as a human being. Wow! And here's That's why. Hardcore. No, you'll hear why today in his. Uh, we, we better hope that Des never gets that power in that <laughs> lullaby book if you've ever read it. His his apology today, Dan. You'll be with me on this. All right. A, it wasn't much of an apology, but that's not a new thing for LePage. And he basically said, "I meant to say Maine women." And I'm sorry I didn't. I said white women, but let's be honest, guys, we're 95% white. <laughs> but what he did that really I feel is an umbrage to the American people is that he talked as part of his apology speech, and he wanted to do a quote from Rocky. Oh. And the one he chose out of seven, is it, wait, is it seven or eight with Creed? Okay. I don't know. Seven or eight of really good movies. I would say arguably three of them are among the top 100 movies of American film history. Wow. Wow. I'm not going that far. <laughs> I would I would say that, that Rocky, Rocky 2 and Creed are amongst the top 100. <coughs> I haven't seen Creed. I do like Rocky. Creed's Rocky really good. Too. It's a different... I saw Rocky and I was like... Cause somebody, Rachel's dad made me watch it. Um, He's like, this is classic. Have you ever seen best, it? Didn't it win Best Picture? <laughs> yeah, isn't that kind of embarrassing? <laughs> it beat Star Wars for Best Picture that year. Uh, oh, no. I thought Annie Hall beat Oh, Star no. Wars. Annie Hall beat Star Wars. That's yeah, right. I, was, I watched it and I was um, like... St- Stallone, Stallone won for screenplay. I don't know if it won for Best Picture. I'm like, this is a movie about kind of a weird... Stalker, semi kind of <laughs> rapist. Yeah, it, yes, it is. Yes. Um, who won a fight or he lost a fight? He, he lost a fight. Yes. I'm like, I He's don't lost understand. Many what, fights. I don't understand what this movie's but, about. Look, there are there are really good quotes all throughout the Rocky movies. Okay? Rocky won best My, picture, best director, and best editing. Oh, it didn't win best screenplay. Uh, it doesn't look like it. Let me um, but regardless, um, 
like even just like Rocky Balboa, the most recent actual Rocky movie, has a great line that life is not about um, success. It's about seeing how much you can take and continuing to get up. Right? It's a great line. LePage went with, and I quote, Dan, you ready? I wasn't liking yous, and yous wasn't liking me's. <laughs> he went with the end speech of Rocky IV, which is by far the worst, most jingoistic, nationalistic part of the most jingoistic, nationalistic Rocky movie, or maybe any movie ever made. The opening the shot of Rocky IV is a reveal of an American boxing glove and a real Soviet boxing glove, and then like rockets, they shoot at each other, and the American one destroys the Soviet boxing glove. This, I'm, I'm, I'm just livid. <laughs> there are so many good lines in Rocky that you he could just use. picked the wrong one. That's why this is bad. Well, to give some context to the quote, what he was going at was the fact that he hates the media, and he's as far and as he's concerned, they hate him, and he told them that they're all in the pocket of bloggers. I made one slip-up, LePage conceded. I may have made many slip-ups. I was going impromptu in my brain. Didn't catch up to my mouth. Instead of saying Maine women, I said white women. I'm not going to apologize to Maine women for that, because if you go to Maine, you see that we are essentially 95% white, which is what Des said. That's insane. That's nuts! Oh, I don't even know this guy. This is great. I, I, I want to follow oh, him Look now. him up. He said so many horrible, horrible things. He is the Rob Ford of America. I want to I see him. Is our, that, my, my wife came how, up. Is our kid in the car? Oh, okay. How can I Continue say this? Talk about yourself. Um, Rob Ford has more, I don't want to say class, because he doesn't have class, but he's got more style. Style? Than LePate, right? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't mean that, like, I, I support any of the words that come out of Rob Ford's mouth. But if I was in a bar and I was drinking and he was drinking and smoking rock co- ca- cocaine, you know, smoking uh-huh, crack. As he does. Um I would Rob Ford does? laugh mm-hmm. at his. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd laugh at his antics and be happy I was around to see them. Whereas LePage, I feel, is just kind of a miserable human being. And I don't mean that like he's a bad human being. I just mean that like he doesn't ever seem to be happy. I think of it in terms of of relativity, right? So in America, when a guy like LePage comes out and says crazy things, we go, "Oh, we've got another crazy on our hands." But you, if you're slightly less crazy, Rob Ford, that's still the craziest person to have ever existed in, in Canada, Canada ever, ever. ever. And, and also, let's be honest, um, we don't know what LePage will be when he's smoking crack. <laughs> Maybe it's the lack of of crack smoking that that is why he has so much less. I don't know. You know, I mean, it um, couldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> You hit bottom, man. <laughs> Try this. And maybe they'll elect him again, unless he's term limited out. All right. I do have 10 topics. <laughs> yes, there are geeky ones, as opposed to politics and fire. Yeah. Sorry to, sorry to bring up the sadness of the loyalty test, but it really got to me I yesterday. Totally agree. All right. Well, roll some dice. You have dice. You should roll them. Okay. More than one he wants. Seven. Okay. Apparently, uh, Ewan McGregor is actually in talks to not to be in none. Ewan McGregor to not be in one young obi-wan movie but three apparently disney is uh, i'm gonna go with that makes a lot of sense he doesn't have a career oh ian mcgregor's awesome yeah but he kind of gave up his career to do the prequels we we, we love we love you mcgregor name, he, name something he's done recently i, I don't know mm, no he's done some things but you didn't see them no because he's he does a lot of indie stuff he's gonna be in train spotting two 
Yeah, why are they making? I don't know why they're making Train Spotting too. I, the first one was so hard to watch. Please but, don't make another. But but the first one they call a comedy, so they're like, this is like this is a comedy. We're gonna make it like I, it's it's listed in comedy, and I'm like, this is not a comedy. You know what else is listed right? in Rhea's comedy? Right, Rhea's in the face. That's not a comedy. The, um, some of it, but I <clears throat> no, it just made me. I wanted to turn it off. Exactly. Yeah, so none of that was on microphone. Uh, <laughs> uh, dead baby, heroin, parents forgetting to feed him. Ending of train spot. Yeah, isn't that a great comedy? Well, you know, as long as the Golden Globe's going to give Golden Globes to the big short, um, I, don't, I don't know that comedy has any meaning as a word anymore. I think they just saw that it was directed by the guy who directs Will Ferrell <laughs> movies, and they're like, well, it must be, well, a, it com- must be a comedy. Steve Carell's in it. it it's must, a comedy. It must be a comedy. Um, but apparently, so they, 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 Force Awakens did so well they have. I'm going to use my word. They have cachet, and um, apparently they want to do three young Obi Wan movies with Ian McGregor, um, but not call it. And this is the the rumor is we're not putting this as part of the Star Wars anthology story. It's just yes, going to exist have, outside of that. I, I'm missing a, a connection here. What do you mean? So the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which does not include Obi Wan Kenobi or Ewan McGregor, has inspired them to make three movies they, about Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. Yes, the, there's something here's, missing. Here's the problem. Um, they haven't released Rogue One yet, which is coming this year. Which is going to be about what? Uh, the I, I think it's going to be the people getting the Death Star plans originally. Uh, They're calling it Rogue One, a Star Wars story, or yeah. Star Wars anthology, whatever, whatever it is. That's whatever what it's, called. it's called. However. When they get the numbers back from Rogue One, they're going to curtail their their plans for all of these spinoff movies. See, this is what I think. I, I agree it's, with you. I, I think they'll do like Ant-Man numbers, and they'll all be cheaper to make because they all have nobodies in them for the most part. So um, I think they'll keep making them, but uh, they're not going to do Force Awakens numbers. You don't even have a guarantee that Episode 8 does the same numbers as Episode 7. You're changing directors. Exactly. Are they changing directors? Yeah, they are. There's Why? a different director for every J.J. Abrams, uh, Looper guy. Oh no, I don't know what his name and is. And then Colin Tedrow, who did Jurassic World, is doing episode nine. No, yeah. no. although, although, and I although, although the plan is for J.J. to kind of be the George Lucas of this trilogy. Yeah, but that's what he was doing with Star Trek, and that didn't work out. No, no. What I mean is literally be like like when George did the original trilogy. So J.J. will probably do the story. Yeah. For the movies, he won't write them necessarily. But he'll do the story, and then he'll be the overall producer. It, it, I'm not saying it's bad, but I am saying until it, it, the question is, do you have a new mega blockbuster on your hands, or did JJ do such a good job of recreating Episode Four or the feeling of Episode Four that you're getting a lot of extra nostalgia money? And I'm not saying that Disney's wrong. I just caution them to wait and see what they get from Rogue One before they start committing to a ton of spin-off movies. Because there's, there's Rogue, I think they're doing Ant-Man numbers. Rogue One this year. Or Rogue One this year. We're in 2016. Rogue One this year. Han Solo in 2017. Next year. Uh, episode 8 in... Wait, so they're going to have to find somebody to play a young Han yeah, Solo. Yeah, they're doing uh, the Han Solo movie in 2017. Maybe and not. Then, and then Episode 8 in 2018. And then at some point... That's not part of the Han Solo Star Wars story. <clears throat> they want to do three Obi Wan movies. Yeah, and no, I, the one I had heard about, which really disappointed me, is uh, the concept of doing a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, I'm sure it's it, we're going to have a Star Wars movie every year until we. But die. the problem is, you realize why you can't do a Boba Fett movie. Why? I'm having a Des moment here, Dan. You understand why you can't do a <laughs> Boba Fett movie, right? <laughs> oh, why? Uh, please, will tell us why. Yes, yeah, please, will. <laughs> What do you know about Boba Fett? And, and we're going to ignore the prequels because they don't count. 
from the original movies nothing. that people decided they loved Boba Fett. What did you know about him? Nothing. Nothing. So <coughs> Boba Fett could be anything to you, and you could always assume the best that he was this badass bounty hunter. <laughs> he had no lines. He was just there, and he looked cool, and you're like, yeah, Boba Fett seems like a cool character. When you create the character, it will inevitably be horribly disappointing, <coughs> right? It was the same way it was like when you try to explain the force and you come up with... Midichlorians? It's a, it's a virus. <laughs> it's like a bacterial infection of some sort. Like... It's really disappointing. Like, don't ruin the magic. Leave well, it vague. Oh, the only thing I can Boba say Boba Fett's is, cool because he's vague. I can see one avenue that would make it successful, but only one. And that's if they did the James Bond idea. Which is? The one that all those people out there have that James Bond isn't actually a person. It's a cover. It's a, it's a code name. Yeah. It's like um, the Dread Pirate Robert, which yeah, I buy. A Dread Pirate Robert. So, like that, so that there's been many people who are Boba Fett. That's why he looks different in different movies. <clears throat> they're they're with the reboot of Casino Royale. They're trying to do one continuous. Um, mm. what's, the, what's the word I'm thinking of? One continuous arc. So the next James Bond will be <laughs> the same James Bond. Like it's 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 you know when they recast Tony so, Stark, so, it's still the same Tony Stark from so Iron rather, Man. So rather rather than the next adventure continuity. just being a random one somewhere in the James Bond continuity. They're, they're going to try to keep having a continuity. Let's I still think. I still think maybe I'm insane, but having seen Spectre, has everyone seen Spectre no, at this I've table? Not no, seen Spectre. See Spectre. Wait, I haven't seen Did it. Spectre come out. Yeah, yeah. and I, you didn't see it. No, because when? when? I, it's like it's like I don't have time. I, I, I found, saw, time, found time. To see Star I found Wars. time to see Star Wars, but Star Wars. I had is more to buy him a ticket. <clears throat> I had to buy him a ticket, and he had to get a day off from work. I called him sick. It was the day I was supposed to give my notice, and I didn't. I called him sick instead, and went and saw Star Wars. But regardless, and I'll probably Spectre. do that for Batman v Superman. But like Spectre, I'm like, eh. you're the James Bond guy. I know, and I still didn't see Spectre. Like, a lot of, just I got, I had to make choices. A lot of the James Bond fans out there are gonna hate me for saying this, but I'm bored with James Bond. <laughs> You've said this before. If I this said is that, nothing new. If I no, no. But have I said that I think they should make Q James yeah. Bond? Yeah, well, yeah. they should do a Q movie or, or no, or no, not Q movie. Make Q James Bond. Admit that the idea, the essential idea of James Bond, is now outdated. The, the the super spy the way that that type of super spy that like you show up in your really nice car and then you somehow manage to drive it skiing down a hill a snowy hill um, uh, or in, inspector not this won't ruin anything there's a part where he makes a plane into a car while sliding down a snowy hill it's getting a little fantastical yeah just a bit um, that's not the way like you know it's up it's been up like it's all about computers now and things like that that doesn't mean that you have to get rid of James Bond maybe you just have to admit you need a different type of spy to make that type of movie I don't know He's still better than Jason Bourne. What you're reminding me of though now is I'm hearing your qualms about not being able to go see movies it was this lady at work one of my favorite people at work but she had twins and then within about two years she had twins again. Four kids, two years apart. I saw her walking a double stroller once. Um, like a quadruple. Quadruple. Stroller, yeah. <coughs> um, and she spent the better part of a year asking me to spoil the end of the final Batman movie for her. And I was like, no, I'm not going to tell you how Batman is. You have to go watch Batman. She's like, when am I going to go watch Batman? <laughs> and I was like, you must have somebody who could take your... Four children at once to yeah it was never gonna happen. Um, no, now I have one. 
And it's no, and you still can't. I still can't. I don't have time to consume. Although I will say, and you this, have a mother-in-law within like a block of here. I, I, I will. I, who I, loves I, your child? I, 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 and we're lucky. We've got tons of people who take care of the bug, and yet we, you know, we. I try to spend time with my wife. You know, enjoy the time alone with my wife, where we go and do things like uh, like normal people. You do that in a theater. <laughs> it's not as engaging, William. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Bubba Fett, James Bond, that works. Ewan um, uh, McGregor, do we need three Obi-Wan movies? You don't need any Obi-Wan movies. I want to see Ewan McGregor play Obi-Wan again. I liked him as Obi-Wan. Well, it depends. I did. He was good. Well, do you believe that BS fan theory that Ray's a Kenobi? Because we talked if, about. If, I don't know. If that's going to be the case, he's going to have to get it on with somebody. My favorite. Maybe, maybe it's an Obi-Wan romance trilogy. Ooh. Ewan McGregor bringing the romance. <laughs> my favorite Reddit factoid of the day. Mark Hamill was older in episode seven than Alec Guinness was in episode four. Wow. He still looks younger. He looks good. Of course he Yeah, he looks younger. He's an, he's an all gray. Yeah. That, that's crazy. There you go. That's great. That, that's an interesting factoid. All right. I still got nine topics, and they're awesome, some of them. Okay. Some are better than others. Okay. Number four. Um, so apparently it was announced that there was supposed to be a Teen Titans TV show on TNT. It was just going to be called Titans. <laughs> and they have canceled it. And some of the rumors is, is DC actually going to go make a Teen Titans movie? Was, is there any marketability for Teen Titans? Teen Titans was is this going to be another cartoon? No, it was going to be a live action with uh, Dick Grayson being Robin and mm-hmm. all sorts of other. Uh, maybe they just re- maybe TNT just realized that that show is not meant to be on their network. Like they were going to put it somewhere else? Yeah. Where would you fit that? I don't know. What, whatever it is they're calling ABC Family now. <laughs> Still ABC Family. It no, ABC? it's like free, Freeform. Free yeah. they, they, is this where – is the Shadowhunter show on yes. on Freeform now? Okay. Yes, it, it premieres in like four days. I've, I've never heard of this change. They're not playing ABC <laughs> I have no idea they're what's going on. They ABC were like, you know what? Anymore. Screw family programming. We're whatever we want to be because we're free for. No, they're doing they're doing a show about demons and vampires and werewolves. No, I thought this is where you go when you have a good Christian like not anymore sitcom no. where they discuss issues. Nope, not anymore. What's and also, that wasn't entirely what ABC Christian Family issues. was because they did have they had Greek. They had Greek, on, they had uh, ABC family. Switched, switched at birth. I thought they just the ran 24 team. hours straight of Seventh Heaven or something. Aww. No, no. I think their most successful show was The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Yes. Which is all about a girl of 15 getting pregnant. Yes. It was, but it, was, it, it, was, wasn't, it wasn't preachy, but it was very much kind of conservative family values and let's discuss the idea of being pregnant as a teenager. I thought that was an MTV show. 16 and pregnant. I guess they're doing... <laughs> I don't know. Rana tells no, me that one's sad and funny. They're doing 16 and pregnant OG. Like, they've run out of so many ideas with Teen Mom, and so they, they've gone back to see what they're doing now. Hey, do you still have your kid, or did he drown yet? <laughs> How much meth are you on nowadays? <coughs> you, you still have custody of your kid? That's awesome. I don't know. The people who gave the kid up for adoption, they're the ones who are, like, actually, I think, doing probably doing the best, because they're just like... <laughs> well, yeah. They're just like... <laughs> We I miss mean, our to ki- say, but yeah. we miss our kid, but we're in our twenty. Oh, but the, but aren't they married now? They're, apparently they're pregnant again. They're getting married. So that's and they're like I think isn't he in the military? I don't know. They feel like they're doing better in their lives. Like they graduated high school and yeah, like got jobs and are trying uh-huh. to not fall in the pitfall of their meth addicted parents. And it's good, right? That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, back to the important thing. Back Titans. to the important thing. Titans. Titans would have been a good fit for the. Titans. The former CW? 
Yeah, right. CW from like six years ago, but now not so much. Now they, I, I think they would take a lot of negative heat because it would need to be in like a five-year-old um, CW show where it's about romance and connections and things like that. And they have a very clear methodology now for what a DC superhero show is on. Yeah, the CW now, and you can't make that Titan show and have it fit. Wait, this is a show about Beast Boy, right? Beast Boy's one of Beast the characters one of them, in yes, the Raven, Starfire, Teen uh, Robin. It's a cyborg. One romance stories in there. I mean, don't you just like well, fight the secret power or something? Well, I mean, Dick Grayson. I'm assuming there wasn't Dick much Grayson of a plot. Dick Grayson and Corey here. were were together a long time. Dick, they were they were one of the longer running comic book couples. Dick Grayson's with everybody. I mean, this, this is basically That's the Power true. Rangers, right? He was with her. He was with. What, uh, what you, let me explain the dating life of. of, of he was of, with Barbara of, Gordon for a while. No, they was flirtatious with Batgirl back when she was Batgirl. And then they gave him they're replacement Batgirl, Orange Skin, Corey, Starfire. They're, they're each other's lobster. Um And then... <laughs> then <laughs> why do you have me on this show? <laughs> it gets worse, Will. It gets oh, worse. I was like, every once in a while, like, then, here, and somebody's like, let me explain Dick Grayson's romance history. And I go, oh, my God. No, Will. It, oh, I thought it'd be it gets better. It gets, it gets better. And then when Barbara Gordon ended up in a wheelchair, that's when they started the romance between her and Dick Grayson. And now she's not in the, the wheelchair anymore. And they're not dating anymore. No. I thought of you today. <laughs> Was this on like E? Like, by the way, they're not dating anymore. No, it, it has to do with the new 52 reboot. I was talking to my IT guy, one of my IT guys today, and, or, and I walked into a conversation. They were talking about if they were going to reboot The Last Starfighter, who okay. would you cast? And he was like, you're all going to hate me, but Zac Efron. And I'm like... I think we all do hate you. Like, I don't feel like Zac Efron should be in like, that I movie. I feel like his neighbor's movie with like Seth Rogen was their attempt to like m- not make you hate him. Isn't he in that the, the new uh, whatever movie that was about the night before Christmas? The night before was he in that? I don't know if he was. Oh, in Oh, the, the the other Seth. The Rogen other movie? Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe they're buds now. Maybe they go smoke weed together. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. But I was just like, I don't. I don't know if you put Zac Efron in that movie. But I don't know what that movie's about because I even brought it up. I'm like, I think they're going to do a reboot, but like a sequel reboot. But I don't. Yeah, yeah like, well, they're, I, 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 I'm loath to say what they're doing as a reboot. It's they're going to continue the story with a significant enough time jump that Alex really isn't in the story. Yeah, that's that. That's I want a rule. I want like a federal law. <laughs> if you title, Drew I want federal laws too. Can I have that magic power? It's, it's not just a state thing. If, if you, you name, name, if you name your movie anything with the last anything. <laughs> You can't make another one. Actually, the last Starfighter <laughs> is the only one you can do that with. Okay. Why? Because, <laughs> I, I don't even know why. Because the title comes from a specific line, not from the concept that he's supposed to be like the last the Jedi. Last, okay. Right? There's. Okay. He does has a point. You don't, the last one in line. You don't know. For you, lunch. You don't. You. You don't like people explaining things to you, and you're going to hate this movie. But the last Star Starfire, the premise is is that a consortium of what Dan 300 worlds, yes, is protected that, yeah. in essence by 14 space bombers. Don't ask me how that one works. Who all live in the same base, and the main the this one makes of no the main one of that. the main characters sends a bunch of video game machines to Earth. To find people with the skills to be the gunners on these bombers. Uh, there was a South Park episode with that where they had Kenny. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were probably yeah, making they, probably making fun of the last yeah. Starfighter. Yes, and that guy Actually, comes. Was, they were parodying the. Um, oh jeez, what was her name? The woman in Florida. 
who was brain dead, and there was a fight over whether Terry Schiavo. Terry Schiavo, that's the right. Whole thing, it was a Terry Schiavo episode that came out within a week of that <laughs> story, and it was yet another example of South Park being ridiculously on the ball, yeah, mm-hmm. and witty about a current issue. But anyway, go on. Okay, so the guy comes to Earth to recruit this kid and basically kidnaps him, and then while they're up there. That kid tells everyone, I don't want to be a starfighter, and they take him home. And while they're gone, the bad guys manage to blow up 75% of the base, kill all, like destroy all the bombers, kill all the bad guys. There's one bomber left, and then the kid has to come and be the gunner on it. He's Ender. Mm, Ender's a far more complicated than that. But the point is, is this it's not it's not like the idea of like the last Jedi from the standpoint that like a Jedi is uh, someone who has a great deal of training or things like that. It's specifically topical to that one movie. So you could theoretically... This was was the last Starfighter left. The end of the movie is him returning to that planet with his girlfriend in order to rebuild the organization he's the last member of. Wasn't War Games about trying to just find kids who were good at video games? No. No. No, What what am I thinking? What on earth are you talking about? Which one am I thinking of? I don't know. Um, Damn it. The Wizard? With Fred Savage? I'm thinking Fred, about Fred Savage Fred, movie. A Fred Savage no, movie. I thought uh, Better Fred Freddy something or other was the only one that he was in. He was no, he was in a movie Princess called Pride. The Wizard. The Wizard? Pride. The Wizard. I thought that was Gary Coleman. And he was in, <laughs> was he in the Yes. Yeah. yeah. Little, little, mon- little Monsters. Little Monsters. Yes. Okay, you don't have a microphone. Oh, Nobody knows what you're saying. You I, I guarantee you. Now, granted... <laughs> Yeah. Audience at home, Will just took a ton of shit. <laughs> you didn't get to hear it. Oh my god, his face was like... Rah, 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 rah. Whatever. <laughs> and and Dan, Dan is now describing facial expressions with mumbles. Let's move on to a new topic. Right. Well, I got eight. Roll. Eight's awesome. You hear that fucking tone in his voice? Roll. Roll. <laughs> he the boss man. Dan's trying to establish his alpha status. He's been watching Donald Trump. Like, he wants to be like work. Him. Two. Two. Um, this is actually good. Uh, they have announced that they. Dan's like, I wrote a good topic. I wrote a good topic. They have it's always better than when he goes, This topic isn't very goes, good. Oh, man. Oh, no, I do. Oh, my God. Some of these suck. Um, they have announced that they are in talks for, while they announced the season six premiere of Game of Thrones, season seven, and season eight. Like, yeah. like season seven, I mm-hmm. get because there's supposed to be seven books. But now we're talking about season seven and season eight. And I'm like, Dan, are we just gonna just, just keep doing it? Let's just keep Dan, let's keep it going. No, Dan, what have I been saying for about almost like seven years about George R. R. Martin? That he's gonna die before? He no, gets that the I just done? that that I just don't know how he um, completes his story in seven books. You think there's gonna be an eighth book? There's just not enough. I mean, like uh, I'm not saying that like he's in t- intentionally lying to people. I'm sure he thinks there's gonna be seven books, but he's gonna have to bring things together. Awful quick because right now I don't have like <laughs> there's people, no end of the story. People Are aren't no no, but like okay, if you if you view Game of Thrones as various ruling factions fighting each other for control, right now nobody's even in the same region. No, as they're each not. Other. No, they're but the, the grand point being, why would there ever be an end to that conflict? There's no happily ever after. No, I don't. If there's one thing he's taught you, is there's no happily ever after. The people will fight forever. Yes, but well, many people out there are Until under the Bron presumption takes over the crown. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the best idea I've ever had. Yeah, that no, 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 granted, like we all, uh, oh, maybe I, I'm the only one. Maybe I don't know. With the you know, eventually the ice zombies have to fight the dragons. But still, after that's all said and done, a bunch of idiots will still fight over who's in charge. 
Yeah, probably. But what I'm saying is that where we are in the books, I don't know how you complete the books in two books. Plus, the method for making a book or one of the seasons is we lost half our characters last season. We're going to introduce a whole bunch more and then kill another half of them. And next season, we're going to do the same thing. And that can go on forever. (laughs) No, I agree with that. Why would that ever stop? the, The point I'm making is that thematically, if regardless of how you view overall Game of Thrones, the ending is going to serve kind of like a trilogy, right? So you'll have a book that brings all the primary characters together. That'll be the purpose of the book. Yes, because you got to get them all back. They're all kind of in the same region. Danny, Jon Snow, all of them. you got to bring them all back together. Cersei. Jon Snow died, Dan. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The next book will be the middle act where by the end of the book the audience is like going no you can't have it and like this because whoever we hate will be winning yes and then the third book will be the end I don't know how you do three books in two well he took one book and made them two when your books are already so big (sighs) I know I'm I'm actually just kind of just to fuck with everybody hoping we hit season 12 and Danny is still on the wrong side of the ocean. Oh, shit. She's never... she's, like, in the desert looking for an army. She's never getting to (laughs) Westeros, ever, ever. She's not. She's, like, 45 years old. (laughs) No, what about this idea? She's still on the wrong side of the ocean. She's still trying to bring civilization to the uncivilized slave owners when a giant asteroid falls from the sky and destroys Westeros. (laughs) And she's just like, well, I guess it's good I took my time. (laughs) I win. They're like, uh... Marine is back under the control of the slavery <laughs> and she's like, again, this is like the seventh time, alright, we're marching back there to fix it again. And like, she just spends all of her time <coughs> rotating from city to city fixing them, and whichever one she just left falls apart again. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I, I don't like to give this George is like the our... worst season ever, but people will watch it! Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll fucking like watch that. <laughs> I'm like, does, wait, hold on, but, but does Danny get naked this season? <laughs> Look, I don't like to give George R. R. Martin cover, R. right? I don't like to give him cover because I don't really think he's anywhere near as talented as he thinks he is. But I think we can all agree that Danny's story will start going faster now that she has Tyrion. Yeah, because Tyrion makes shits happen. No, because the thing she makes does really happen. poorly, he does really well. Actually, you know, I mean, like everything. The- no, like the organizational logistical stuff. And how do you hold on to land after you've taken it? And things like that. She's really good at convincing people to go out and conquer stuff for her. But then... But the actual running of a country? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we always said Tyrion was the best person to be the head of the king. Always. No, He's I still, the administrator. I still yeah. think Tyrion's probably the best one to be king. <laughs> that's probably true, too. But like, uh, I think that's part of the point. He, he can't ever be king. But, like, if you were picking someone based on, like, the traits that would make a good king, he'd probably be the one you pick. He's pragmatic, and he can be very cutthroat, but he actually genuinely seems to care about people, even people he would call enemies. Yeah, but the people hate him. Yeah, that's one of the reasons he can't be king. Yeah. I, I just had an epiphany, and I realized that I was probably the last person in the world to have this epiphany. Oh, okay. I don't know if we've discussed it, but I'm, I'm realizing I'm, I'm probably way, way behind. Does George... R.R. R. Martin actually have two middle names with R.R. Or is the son of a bitch just ripping off J.R.R. R. R. Tolkien? I, I don't know. Let's see. Because <laughs> I've never heard of people with this many middle initials before. I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I have never I, thought I, like this. Oh, my God. I'd the guy is so bet. ripping off uh, Tolkien that he's actually adopted his name. I'm, I'm willing to bet it's an homage, given when, when Martin started writing or publishing anyways. 
Because his middle name isn't fucking Ricky Roger. Like, what the hell is that? Ricky Roger. <laughs> it was the first two names with R I could come up. No, that weren't his like name is George Raymond Richard Martin. <laughs> Will is speechless. Of the Martins of Lancaster. <laughs> Jesus, man. Although he was born George Raymond Martin, so I'm wondering if he added the he Richard. Adopted, he, adopted, he, totally, he, totally, he adopted a second R. Just for that reason. Uh-huh. Uh, your, your son votes no. I know. Grayson's oh, you have a screaming, screaming child in here. Oh, no, no, no. no. He, he adopted his confirmation name, Richard. So he threw that in there. But again, of course it did. might be so he could be okay, RR. So I, I was like, you guys are both going to look at me and be like, are you daft? But like, okay, so that wasn't totally no, stupid. Thank you. No, his name is, his legal name is George Raymond Richard Martin, but he adopted Richard when he was 13 when he was confirmed. When he was writing fanfic... Where Legolas hooks up with, probably with Gimli, uh, because uh, this dude loves talking about let's penises. Let's just fix this right now. So we, he was HBO. 13, so he's... Here is your message of the day from Des. Yeah, because he was 61, 1961, he was 13. Anyway. Okay, regardless. Here, here, here's my piece of advice to you. I like what you did with Game of Thrones. It's a really good book. He's a really bad author. He's always going to leave you making stuff up for yourself because he's never going to get it done. The next time you buy a book series to turn it into a TV show, buy something from Brandon Sanderson. I like Sanderson stuff because he writes and publishes book like there books like there are there is no tomorrow. You agree with that, Dan? Oh, Sanderson, he's just he, he's a machine, right? Like he's, he's Stephen King. Yes, he's the Stephen King of fantasy. He's the Stephen yes, King of fantasy. Typing. He just—he's he, a machine, and that's what he well, does. Isn't he the one with Wait, like the with one like notable thirty-part Wheel of Time, or is that something no? Else? no he, that's he Robert ended, Jordan. He ended the Wheel of Time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, what What he did, Will, is this: is um, most of his books to date, all except for three, actually come out of a giant book he wrote. When he like someone told him that like your first five books are bad, so like he set out and wrote five books before he ever um, tried to publish something. Okay. And the very first thing he wrote for his sixth book was a book that was like twenty two hundred pages long. That's not even a book. And he, and he went, "This is too long," and so he went, "Well, I'll take this idea and I'll write a book out of that book." So like oh, okay. for his first. I don't know, four series all come from that big, giant, world-encompassing story he did. Because at a practical level, you can't write a 2,200-page book. It's, it, it's unwieldy. Yeah. Well, you could... I don't know how to bind that. That's true. Um, but so what he did is he, he did that, and then he did this book series uh, called Mistborn, which is a trilogy. It's a pretty good trilogy. I think you should go read it. But at some point... about a point, dragon? No, no, it's no. It's a it's the Earth far, 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 far in the future. After magical forces have kind of changed the rules of the universe, and it's about people who have the ability to have kind of like mental abilities slash magic abilities based on ingesting little particles of metal and burning them in their stomachs. Sounds like homeopathy. <laughs> Maybe, but. It's a good book series, but at some point about four years ago, he told everyone that the three books he wrote are actually three books of a much larger story because what he wanted to do is he wanted to do three in this kind of medieval setting in this world, and then he wanted to do something kind of 
later on, and then he wanted something kind of in the present day. It's actually 12 books total he originally yeah, dude, you intended. Know that, yeah. I saw the fountain. Um, this does not work out. No, just keep, keep listening. It gets worse. And then three that are in the future, right? So he wants to do a sci-fi trilogy in this universe. He wants to do a turn-of-the-century series. He wants to do um, a present-day series, all about like how would our, these various locations in time be different based on having this power, this ability, right? It's a brilliant idea. It's great if you can get around to writing them all. And at some point, he wrote this book that takes place after the first trilogy, and it's taking place in kind of a steampunk turn-of-the-century world. And everyone went, oh, so you're starting the new trilogy. And he went, no. <laughs> I just wanted to write a book, and this was fun. And then that those characters became that trilogy. But even then, that first book isn't part of that trilogy. <laughs> So now his twelve book series is thirteen books. Yeah, and he just keeps he just keeps typing. And and right now and right now, well, he has four ongoing series. And the one that he has had the longest gap for where he has published a volume for it is three years, maybe. Yeah, it's, I want to say the Rhythmatist, right? Now the Rhythmatist two isn't coming forever because it's all about Aztec. Um, religious Gold. beliefs and he doesn't know anything about the Aztecs so it's like two years of research Aztec gold. and it's kind of hard to do re- research when you're currently writing like seven other books I, he's I like him ADD. like he's just like he keeps, keeps going from book to book to I'm book to book to book a skit right now where they go to figure out what the fuck George R. R. Martin is doing since he's not writing and they oh, discover it's already, it's already done they did it on Conan okay and they were talking about how he he told someone that he was finishing the book and they had secret cameras and it's like him jumping on a trampoline in a bathing suit. And then him like jumping into a pool with like floaties on his arms. You know. no, but I'm picturing it has to be something that actually causes people an addiction. Like I just want to see the dudes on like level 2000 of Candy Crush. <laughs> it's like I'm going to write as soon as I finish this level. You know? Or like he's gotten into Magic the Gathering. I, still, I want to reiterate my Martin idea that he just stopped publishing books. Did he just finish a chapter and put it online on his own website and sell it for 99 cents? People will gobble it up. Maybe they'll make more him. money. The same way, you know, you, you teach a puppy or whatever. Like you just basically got trained. If I don't do work, you're still going to send me checks in the mail? Mm-hmm. Okay. And as for explaining Brandon Sanderson's productivity, him being Mormon, I figure his writing den is like the only place the kids don't follow him. True. So, so he just stays there. He's just like forever. Sorry, honey, I gotta keep writing. Sorry, honey, I gotta keep writing. So, um, but what I do like about Sanderson as a writer is he's like the anti George Martin, um, because on his website he has a constant daily update of where he is in his drafts. Yeah, which is nice. Which right? is so nice. it's like I'm about ninety three percent done with the first draft of this book you love. Come back in six months. It's gonna it's gonna happen. It's we're we're getting he's, there. It, it, like it's it's. It's the level of transparency that people want from George R. R. Martin. Well, because the, the right? just don't we like, love stop you. Yeah. saying things about other stuff and just tell us when the book is coming. Exactly. Um, but he's writing all sorts of other stuff in Westeros. Uh, he's working on other things with other media. What, what? Well, yeah, he's writing TV episodes. He's writing. What's TV he writing episodes. in Westeros? Nothing. Didn't he write? Didn't he just finish like? No, the I book, almost called him Bob the Builder, and I know that's not the right. The book that came out recently, or Brand the Builder, or yeah, like, maybe whatever. His but name like is. his most recent book, The Knight of Seven, The Seven Kingdoms, is actually a collection of novel novels, not novelizations, um, 
novellas that he has already previously released. They're just now all in the same volume with some nice illustrations. I mean, I don't fault him with that. He's got a successful pro- product. Make as much money as you can. But, yeah, he needs he needs to be a little more open and honest with people about um, <coughs> when things are coming and a little less peevish when people demand to know. I mean, like, it's fine to go, like, guys, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm working, but it's not like I can tell you exactly when this book is going to come out. Here's a quarter I'm hoping it's going to come out. I don't promise. I'm hoping. But he doesn't even want to seem to make those kind of <coughs> acknowledgments. No. I think the only people who probably are more frustrated than his audience are his publishers. Probably his editors, exactly. No, his publishers are kind of like, you do understand that we need to buy more paper when we publish your book. <laughs> we aren't making money. Get on that. You know, I think it's sad. What's that? It used to be that if you wanted to film or portray a struggling writer, they would be working on the typewriter, and then they'd get frustrated, and they'd pull the paper out, and they would crumple it up, and they'd throw it at the trash can, and then the camera would pan to all these crumpled up balls of paper, and it was a nice shortcut way of conveying a struggling writer. He can't do it anymore. No, it's... it's now, now they use the white screen... Oh, you can only like flash at the uh, the flashing. Yeah, the cursor. Cursor. Yeah. Aww. But they can't like freak out and like control all delete and then go. And they have done some interesting things um, with computers in the distant past. I'm remembering her alibi. Oh, Tom Selleck, right? Oh my God, yeah. He's got that old Zenith. (laughs) I guess I remember this. And then he's trying to erase a whole file, and it was back in the dark ages where like they never thought you'd want to erase anything, so it it asks you like three times if you want to erase. Um, Very confused. In a different in a different (laughs) phrasing, and then there was seen with um, Selleck typing in "Yes, goddamn it," because he wrote on a like not even a computer on a word processor. Because there, you probably don't remember this, but there was a time. I do. Okay, yes. Well, I don't know. You're much. You're not much younger than I'm me. I'm not much younger. <laughs> but you don't remember things. You, you don't know. Computers. <laughs> okay, I have a bad memory, but like, I lived through things. Will and, uh, Will and I, you're Will. Des and I will say something. You're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. We're like, you are a person of the world. How do you not know this? What was the old <laughs> phrase that would come up in computers? It was like abort, retry, fail, or something yeah. like that. And no matter which one you chose, <laughs> it would immediately pop up with the exact same question. Because apparently all of them meant the same thing. Yeah, they abort, retry, or fail. Well, abort or, abort or fail are the same thing. Yeah, those mean the same thing. Retry, <coughs> you would retry, and it didn't work. It would come back with the same, the message. same message. So no matter what you chose, the result was the same. That's that's a thing. All right, I so, think we got shall time. Shall we for, try to do one more topic? I got time for one more. What's your best topic since you have like a whole bunch of I don't know. Uh, Why don't can, you give us the list and we'll tell you what we'll we're talking about. We'll give you the about. list. All right, BBC America announces a Dirk Gently series. No. Uh, power list. Doctor with, Who stuff. No, Dirk Gently. It it, it's Douglas Adams, but it's not Doctor Who. Oh, I Dirk Gently. Dirk Gently just sounds like a dirty verb of some sort. It's, I, it's a Douglas Adams series. I thought that was the Doctor Who spinoff show. No, that's on their class, which you don't want to talk yeah. about. That's fine. Uh, no, Dirk Gently is a series about. It's a book series about time travelers and aliens and changing the. And it's it's done in the Douglas Adams. It's just hitchhiker funny style. Okay. Because he used to well, and funny story is he used to be a writer and showrunner of Doctor Who. So, I love uh, Hitchhiker, but they fuck it up whenever they make it. Um, Powerless, which is the oh. Office, uh, DC Office. I'm that Shyamalan bringing back Tales from the Crypt Boo. because somebody's got to. Boo! You know what though? He may as well be the one to bring it back. I mean, maybe he would be better if you gave him 
15 minutes to write a story. Like, you know, 15 minutes oh, you know, yeah, I'm stories not, rather than two-hour movies. Yeah, I'm booing M. Night Shyamalan. I'm booing Bringing Back Tales from the Crypt. Well, it's always going to come back. It's always going to come back and go away and come back and go away. And you know what? They put so much bullshit on television that if you want to try to bring back something that was actually, you know, not half bad, go for it. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, Guillermo del Toro is going to be remaking Fantastic Voyage. No? Wait, who? Yeah, I think it's Guillermo del Toro. Really? You know, maybe he should try finishing At the Mountains of Madness first. So, Believable. since he's been making that movie for 14 years. We, went, we, 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 didn't, we, we didn't go and see. We saw Crimson Peak. Uh, we watched Crimson Peak. Uh, that did the Kid Guillermo del Toro with Tom Hiddleston. And yeah. That movie that What's Her Bucket wanted to get the stuff from when we were at Comic Con last year. You're talking in gobbledygook. Okay. You, me, and Rachel are hanging out, and Rachel's friend. Michelle? Michelle wanted the stuff from that movie, and we went back to the booth. It was for Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak was very beautiful. Um, it was bloody, but in a very beautiful way. But the movie was, like, it was good. It was very pretty, um, but it was very Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a Guillermo del Toro tie in. Okay. Uh, you know, you remember the girl from Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. She's not a girl anymore. Is she hot? Oh, she's pretty hot. Yeah. Shannara Chronicles. Um, oh, she's in, she's in that. Yeah. Okay. I did not know this. She's she's the sexualized human rover girl. Oh. Um, also, right. if you're at home and you haven't watched Shannara Chronicles, the first four episodes are up on MTV's app. Go watch it. Um, it might be on Hulu because sometimes they throw those on Hulu as well. I don't watch know. If, I don't Labyrinth. know if episode three and four will because they're not out yet. Oh, but maybe episode one and two will. One will probably be because they they aired on MTV. MTV's doing the thing where they this new thing that the networks are trying for the computer type folk, where they're like, we're gonna go ahead and stream the first four episodes, the first five episodes. Like Sci-Fi did that with the Expanse. Yes. I'm sorry, I was worried. Yes, yeah, sure. I was choking. He's not. He's coughing. As long as he's coughing, he's not choking. Exactly. Um, Daredevil is going up against Batman v Superman. Yeah, that one's funny. It's hilarious. That one's Oops. funny. Mar- no, Marvel went, you know, oh, Warner Brothers, you released a film. Good for you. Um, we're thinking everyone's going to stay home and watch our Netflix show See, instead. I don't, I don't think that's the case. It doesn't matter. Like Everyone can go see Batman v Superman and then come home and watch Daredevil. No, right? wait, wait, wait. Dan. It's not a movie that's going to compete. It just happens to no. there's going to be a Netflix series at yes. the same time? I don't, yes. that I don't, that's not competition. See, that's that's my thing. No, I don't think no, that's competition. No, it is, but it is, but not the way you think it is. That's like saying the new episode of 60 I don't Minutes think, is competition. No, like, it I, doesn't I count. I don't think Marvel's intention is to cause Warner Brothers to make less money. I think what they want the story to become Monday morning after opening weekend is once again Superman fun, not quite right. Daredevil season two, awesome. That's what they want because they the nerd community talking about come Monday they'll morning. They'll release the whole season at once, yeah. and that weekend will be and it has Punisher in it, so they know that everybody's at least watching long enough to see Joe Blumenthal as as, as the Punisher. Punisher. So that what they want is they don't want people even to have like an opportunity really to talk about Batman v Superman online, right? They want it. They want to completely. They want to control the conversation. Yes, I don't know if they'll be successful, but I, I it really to me it really did seem like. Marvel going like, oh, Warner Brothers, you're so cute. They're going to control the conversation because they've just got more stuff they can put out. The truth is they may be doing Warner Brothers a favor because if if Superman ends up disappointing, if there's nothing else releasing at the same time, then all the nerds are talking about how disappointing Superman is. And while that doesn't affect the nerd audience, if you get a lot of people talking like the movie's not good, the general audience doesn't understand the distinction of people going like, you know, I'm calling it crap, but not because it's a bad movie, but just because it's still not Superman, right? The nerd people understand when I tell them Man of Steel is a, an amusing movie. <coughs> it's a good movie. At the time, you should have gone and spent your money on that movie. 
as a comic book fan, I'm not happy with because it. it's not Superman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, so if there's no, I'm not agreeing. Kind of I'm just nerd, stating your argument. Yes, no. If there's no nerd backlash in the first couple of weekends, Superman v Batman <laughs> may actually make more money. I have a question. Okay, I've got one more on the list that we can just kind of speed around through, and then we're done. All right, just what's your question? You don't need a lot of time on this. Uh, somebody who doesn't know the Punisher and didn't watch any of the movies that failed, does the Punisher have a superhero, or is he just a dude with a big machine gun? The dude with a big machine gun. Okay. Who kills people? Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's, uh, like, he's like, a, like seriously anti-hero. He's, he's uh, imagine him as a cop in your office, who um, some of the people that he was investigating for your office killed his whole family, and his response was to go ahead and kill, kill everybody. every organized crime person of any level for the rest of his natural he's life. He's basically like a Kaiser Soze. No, because Kaiser Soze is still a bad guy. Yeah, he's a good guy version of Kaiser Soze. Um, the last thing is apparently Nintendo is releasing a new console. They're going to announce the NX. what it actually is. Uh-huh. There's apparently a gimmick, because that's what Nintendo does now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be alluding to the gimmick over the second quarter, and then they're going, oh, we didn't take a nap today. Um, we're going to be announcing the gimmick in, or announcing the console itself in June, and then I think it comes out third or fourth quarter this year. I heard they were going to go with... Modern gonna, graphics, rather than the Nintendo bullshit that we. Yeah, do. they're gonna they're gonna. Bring Are they it up. gonna do the smart thing? What's that? Have a Mario Brothers game and a Zelda game ready to go when they launch? They should. I don't yeah. hope so. Well, the, the gimmick on the I'll Wii buy it U then. was a total disaster. Yeah, and nobody cares. Like yeah. Super Mario Maker is doing very well, but it's like. Yeah, it's but not the, enough. the essential problem was is they released a system without the games to support the yeah. system. There's right. no good Mario game. There's no good Zelda game. There's no good Metroid game. And you it's couldn't not- port the games that people want to play onto your system. Yeah. And the gimmick of the system was the controller, and nobody wanted to make a game that accounted for the benefits of the controller. So it was useless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could have been cool, but nobody... Yeah, but I still, I still say it goes back to the games. Look... PS, the, the, the PlayStation and Xbox make money, most of their money, not off people like Will, who go and buy one really early, but off the general consuming people. And those people always jump on whenever you get that game, they can't really like stop themselves from playing. Okay. Right? Like, I'll probably buy one now at some point, now that Fallout 4 is out. Okay. Is it on both systems? Or? Yeah. Yeah, you okay. can get it on both systems. So, you know, the, you need to, if you're Nintendo, that means you need to launch with a, a Zelda game. You need to launch with a Mario game. Oh, yeah. It might even be smart to launch with a Metroid game, although I don't think Metroid has the same support as Mario and No, no, Zelda. you do Mario and Zelda, but I would love to see a new Metroid game. Um, I didn't like the Metroid game for the Wii. Um, the Metroid games for the GameCube were amazing. The one for the Wii... It used the controller in a weird way, mm-hmm. and it didn't actually make a whole lot of sense. I yeah. almost want to play it with the GameCube controller. I remember trying to do Twilight Princess for a little while. I loved Twilight Wii, Princess. And I was like, I feel like such a goof waving this thing around to swing the sword. Just let me hit the button. Let's just acknowledge the fact that I'm a lazy dude sitting on my couch with a controller in my hand. And that I don't want to bother doing any much more than that. Because that's what you had to. I don't know if you ever played Twilight Princess. You had to treat the freaking Wii controller and this way. And yeah, it was. I mean, it was a fun. Like Twilight Princess was a fun Zelda game, but on the GameCube with the GameCube controller, it might have been a little bit more fun. Yeah. And funny story is, if you play it on the GameCube, the map is actually flipped. 
because Link's actually left-handed, but in Twilight Princess, because it's for the Wii, he's right-handed because most people are right-handed. So the maps are mirrors of each other. Huh. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I also got annoyed with that little character who follows you around. No, that's in Ocarina of Time, Navi. No, no, no. There was oh little, no, no. Like, there was a little, that little. Yeah, she was a she, she was, was a little annoying. sassy thing. She but, was annoying, and I didn't like her. Yeah. All right. Are we good? Yeah. yeah All yeah. right. This has been Musings of a Geek, uh, episode one hundred and eight. Um, as always, I'm Dan, Des, and Will. We are on the Musings of a Geek podcast network at musingsofageek.com. We are also on the Danger Entertainment Network. He's getting uh, arrogant, Will. What? He just said that he's Dan, Des, and Will. We are Dan, Des, and Will. You know, he he said he correcting him on his grammar. Yeah. Is that he, where we're at? That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Des needs a comfortable chair. Musingsofageek.com. Um, uh, we're also on DangerEntertainment.net, the Danger Entertainment Network. We're also on TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, all over the place. Um, join us at Musingsofageek.com if you want to contact us. I'm at Musings Podcast. This is at DHassing. Um, I think that's really it. I don't think there's any other. Listen, we we got a network. It's a podcast network. Jump on it. There's tons of great podcasts. I'm doing updates wonderfully. Yay. Okay. All right. I think that's everything. All right, everybody. This has been Musings of a Geek. Thanks again for listening, and stay geeky, my friends. You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek podcast network. Stay geeky, my friends.